Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, March 5th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere show, or you can catch the show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any of my upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or more important to connect you with the two guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now the lineup for today's show, I will be having a panel conversation with both of my guests. Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects and Karen Moffitt of Little Miss Moffitt. I'll also have a conversation with Stacy doing what makes your tail wag. Followed conversation with Karen, the journey of starting a business from scratch pun intended. Also, if you're watching the show on Facebook Premiere or the YouTube channel, I would like to give a shout out and an introduction to my producer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny. Hi, Tina. Welcome back. Thank you. I was on vacation for uh, a couple weeks in uh, Orlando, Florida with my lucky, granddaughter. Lucky, lucky, lucky. I know, Disney World <laughs> and Universal Studios. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to my director, my marketing director, Becky. Hi, Tina. Hello. I just like to do that each week because all of the things that happen behind the scenes absolutely could not happen with the two of them. So uh, thank you again for everything that both of you do. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And now let's go ahead and start at the show as we do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Volatility in the bond market came after Jerome Powell gave his semi-annual testimony to in front of the House. He gave support for a 25 basis points hike instead of the 50 basis point hike. This means that the Fed is going to address inflation less. Even in the face of rapidly rising, especially with oil now rising sharply at 113 a barrel. He also said that the Fed will need to be nimble, and careful because of a highly uncertain geopolitical background. It brings into question if the Fed will have the resolve to continue to hike and tame inflation. As a result of the Fed appearing less aggressive, stocks rallied and bonds 
plummeted. It's been crazy in the mortgage industry, how the mortgage interest rates have been moving up and down. Now, because of the dollar remains the most accepted and stable worldwide currency, the international community uses it as a preferred currency for trading and purchases of goods and services. The world is currently witnessing a run off of the banks in Russia and somewhat similar to what took place in the U.S. immediately following the stock market crash of 1929. Citizens are flocking to ATMs or trying to pull out money to put into the U.S. or Euro assets, which will protect them from the Ruble declines. Recently, the ruble has seen significant declines, and these declines will have impacts in our global economy for quite some time. Russia is trying, trying to prevent an outright collapse of the ruble by raising rates. The central bank rate went from nine and a half to 20% overnight, which is more than a thousand basis points of hikes. And here in the US, we're only talking about a quarter percent hike in this month. This is a serious situation. Now, the Russian currency and the central bank, uh, and it's kind of the jury's still out in how they're going to solve and what's going what's, what's to happen with this. On another front, international job claims, which measures individuals filing for unemployment benefits for the first time, decreased 18,000 to 215,000. Continued claims, which are those that continue to receive benefits after their initial claim, increased 2,000 to 1.48 million, which is just off of the lowest since 1970. Claims are very strong pre-COVID level, showing that the labor market remains tight. Now, in the housing news, pending home sales, which measures signed contracts on existing homes, fell 5.7% in January, which is weaker than expected. Last month's, re last month's reading was revised higher, and when factoring in that, it's down closer to about 4%. Sales are now down 9.5% year over year. There is no doubt that higher interest rates could be impacting demand, but the real story here is the lack of inventory. There were only 860,000 homes for sale last month nationwide. If there were more homes for sale, there would be more sales. New home sales, which measures signed contracts on new homes, were down 4.5% in January at 801 thousand units analyzed pace, which was much stronger than expectations of 8.6% decline. There was a positive revision in December reading, and when factoring that in, sales were down only around 1%. Year over year, sales down 19%. Now, with the rise in home prices, some buyers may think it's a better option to rent, but Apartment List released their February National Rental Report showing that rents rose 0.6% in February, which is a reactualization after the fewer months are slowing down increases. Now, on a year-over-year -year rent basis are now 17.6%, almost matching the rise in home price appreciation. Rents can continue to rise on renewals each year, which are currently going up 6 to 8%. Renters also do not get to see the benefit of amortization, the amortization on appreciation or in the appreciation. So call to action, homeownership is a great investment. And that is your money chat. Coming up next in the Money Hour panel conversation with Stacey Heller of Stacey Connects and Karen Moffitt of Little Miss Moffitt right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. 
You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, March 5th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch the show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing my show at a different time, or day you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And now on our show panel conversation with both of my guests, Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects and Karen Moffitt of Little Miss Moffitt right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Welcome to both of you on the show. Thank you. So excited. Yeah, Stacey, it's good to have you back. And Karen, uh, first time in studio, really appreciate you uh, coming in. Excited to have a conversation with you. Thank you. So my first panel question, and Stacey, I'm going to go ahead and start out with you. Uh, What life experience brought you into your line of work? I always say that I can't help what it is that I do. And I think as a little kid, I was constantly trying to translate the world around me and make sense of it and make connections that I understood. So it's a lot of translation of what I see, potential I see. And I remember doing it with children's books all the time as a kid saying, this is how I feel and citing examples um, with books that I read. And so It's not a life event per se, but it's definitely a way that I saw that I was able to make those connections. Yeah, well, that makes uh, total sense that you were a connector as a child, and that's what you do now. And I was talking uh, before we actually started the official uh, show here, I was sharing with Karen that I've had an opportunity to do work with Stacey, have one-on-one conversations with her, and also see her uh, with other people, and instantly, without knowing what's happening, coming up with these these taglines and these phrases that, you know, really, Stacey, you have a gift, and just seeing what you actually can do behind the scenes when you actually have preparation for that. Just seeing what you do on the fly is really impressive. So yeah, Karen, uh, what about for you? What life experience brought you into your line of work? Uh, Mine honestly happened very much by accident. And by that, I mean, I did, I do bake. I like to bake and I, I did bake quite a bit. I have four kids, but it was more because I was giving it away a lot. And I, and it kind of was more born out of that it was my vehicle for giving and people, most people seem to really enjoy a sweet treat. I, I always say, you know, nobody gives cookies to somebody they can't stand. So it's usually such a positive, <laughs> positive thing that that's kind of what was growing was like, this is something I'd, I'd like to see get, you know, take it, take some action. Yeah, well, I got one of your gifts when uh, I invited you to come into studio, immediately got a follow-up gift. And I'm actually uh, really 
a cautious not to, to eat sweets. It's a very special occasion that I actually do that. And not that I don't like them. I'm just, you know, 50 some odd years old, eventually at some point in time, you got to try to knock off something. Right. Uh, but I went right into them and, uh, they were so amazing. So I so appreciate that. I actually had a special occasion to have special, uh, special sweets. So, uh, thank you uh, for that. And so Stacy, how has being an entrepreneur helped you be better, a better biz person and in business in life over general? Well, I, I think that my ability to make connections between seemingly unconnected things or to speak in a language that uh, my clients are trying to connect with their people and I'm able to creatively translate ways for them to do that. And so that also then overflows into my personal life where I like to joke, but I really mean I've never met an elephant in a room that I didn't want to befriend and talk to. And so the idea of being seen and making those connections, it is something that the world right now needs so much more of. And so it's definitely helped me uh, from a business standpoint, because what I do is very unique. And from a personal standpoint, because this idea of recognizing that there's always more to the story and there is some way that we can connect with other people. I think it's a good, it's a good uh, skill to have and embrace. Yeah. And I've uh, seen you in action in our weekly networking. Uh, we're in a networking group together with BNI and uh, Stacy was the president for uh, last year and shout out to JD. JD's doing an amazing job uh, serving as our president uh, this year. And, but since this show is a segments about you right now, uh, just watching you really engage in the room and be your authentic self with just your humor and, um, your empathy and just bringing things out of people within the group uh, within strategic time is really uh, impressive. So Karen, yeah, Karen, how has being an entrepreneur helped you be a better person in business or life? One of the coolest things to me would be to see how supportive the community is and friends and fellow networking colleagues. So what it's, it's given me is just this awareness, not, not that I didn't have it before, but I'd say it's, it's certainly amplified, just the awareness of how many amazing people are out there truly looking to support each other. And I think when, and, and this, this is such a generic statement, but when you're punching in and out for someone else, maybe you're not as, you don't, may not have that same sharp focus or awareness on that because you don't need it as much, but when you're an entrepreneur, you really do turn to other people. And, and I like, you know, likewise, really appreciate when someone turns to me and says, I'm thinking of starting a food business, can you help? And, and you just have this true connection of wanting to contribute to other people's success, but also truly valuing how many other people are helping you to get that to that success. And that's just the most beautiful thing. So I'd say it's just made me a better person by being, you know, so much more aware. And that goes both probably personally, but especially professionally. Yeah. You just gave me a uh, goosebumps because it's, it, it is so true, Karen. And one of the benefits of the show, I put the show together for uh, the listeners first my guests second to be able to showcase their business and then myself. Uh, but I feel like I'm first and all the benefit I get in being able to interview uh, industry leaders in their space and hear why they do what they do. And uh, it's so true what you said, because I say my magic sauce is not connecting with others. It's then getting them connected to 
each other. That's really where the magic is. So thank you uh, for that. Uh, Stacey, instead of what you do, what is an example of the work that you do? See, all right. Perfect example. I was on vacation last week and heard that my niece and nephews are putting together a business and they shared the name with me. And as I'm on the phone with them, I uh, instantly came up with a logo design for them and shot it off to them. Um, you know, just connecting things. Then I connected with a gal at uh, Target when I was there, got into a conversation with her. She's an AT&T rep who makes empanadas and is trying to expand her business. Well, by the end of this half an hour conversation, I've created a logo. I have sent her to a place to buy her domain. I've sent her a place to get stickers and, uh, and I sent her another place that she should go for her business. So I just am constantly seeing ways that I can be of service to other people. In those cases, it happens to be logo and visual. It's not my expertise. It shows up in a lot of different ways, but that's a perfect example. Yeah, and and again, I can tell both of you, uh, you know, come from such a place of contribution, um, and that really is the magic about doing what we're doing is being able to contribute to others. Uh, our product and service that we sell that follows when you come from a place of contribution and helping people. So, uh, Karen, what about you? Instead of what you do, what is an example of the work that you do? Well, again, to reiterate to, to me that the, the real crux of my business, it's, it's, it's a baking business, but that's not what we're really about. We're about the giving business, the, the spreading positivity. We all say there's such a chaotic world out there at the moment. And then, you know, there's probably more angst and anxiety and things like that. So an example is just when I see the notes that come through for the gifts I'm shipping, the, to know that there's so many people out there with really big hearts, uh, we're, we're sending hugs disguised as cookies. We're sending a smile to somebody who probably really needs it. And it's literally on a daily basis. You know, when somebody tells me I have people who receive a gift and they reach out to tell me or people who sent them for corporate gifts that, that then reach out just to say the feedback they got. So what we do is we ship smiles. We, we, we bring positivity into somebody's day and that's through whether it's corporate gifting, whether it's the e-commerce orders on the website. And quite frankly, if somebody picks it up wholesale you know, or retail for them out of a, at a pizza shop, it's like it's putting a smile on somebody's face. And in this world today, my God, there's not enough of that, is there? Or that's we certainly so, need more. so true. Yeah, shipping smiles. I, I love that. Um, yeah, I'm your local mortgage expert. I've been doing it for over a quarter century, but I also have a time management business efficiency course. And it's not about the efficiency of business. It's about the quality of life. The why behind it is so that you you can live the life that you want to do. You can contribute to your community that you want to contribute. So yeah, thank you for uh, sharing that. All right, last panel conversation before we get into the next part of the show. Stacey, what is your favorite book and why? Okay, I'm super excited about this. It is called Miss Rumpheus. And I actually, look, I have it. And it is a book about a woman who grew up with her grandfather and the advice that he gave her, because of course she wanted to be just like him. She said, I am going to live near the sea and I'm going to travel to faraway places. And he said, that's all well and good, but you also have to make the world a better place. And so when she got older and she reflected on her life and the fact that she lived by the sea and she had traveled the whole world, she was concerned that she hadn't left the world a more beautiful place 
place. So she started uh, putting on her walks, sowing uh, lupine seeds everywhere. And so forever after that, her entire countryside where she lived was covered in lupine. And so this idea of planting seeds so that you leave something beautiful behind, I love that message. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. We put in the chat, Stacey, uh, so Becky can pick that up. I want to make sure I get a, a copy of that. Uh, Karen, what about you? What is your favorite book and I mean, why? <laughs> that's nearly impossible. I, I read so much and I, and I read everything from great fiction, you know, great autobiographies as well as, uh, you know, self-help. So I'm going to say I actually grabbed two that are, are particularly- I like how both of you grabbed your books. I did. I did. So really the secret is just yeah. hands down. That's just wonderful. And it's one of those ones I keep in the nightstand and I just pull it out periodically. And the other is the seven habits of highly effective people. Heavy. It's just such, again, and it's timeless. I read it first, I don't know, 15 years ago. And same thing, I'll pick it up and refresh on a chapter here and there because it's just so something to be cognizant of in, in, in every aspect, both personally and professionally. I, I can't say enough, but things I try and get my kids to read them. I don't know if they have yet. Yeah. Well, you got to find out if they're, uh, if they like to read a uh, paperback or audible, because I really think you're either, or I definitely need uh, audible, you know, for me to read and print is difficult for me to really visualize in the process. Yeah. I'm, and I'll give my favorite because I think it's a great book. Who made my cheese? It's a really easy read. It was the first book that I read when I got into my professional career um, and a great story about mice uh, and not getting stuck where the cheese is at because the cheese is going to continue to move. And it really was an inspiration of starting in my philosophy, which I call one time in your business, which is now a, a coaching program that I've had for eight years. It all, that was the start of it. Um, and then the compound effect came shortly after that, um, which is a great book. And if you're watching the show right now, since we're talking about great books, I'd love to make an offer as your host, go to tinamitchellevents.com. If you want a complimentary of my book journey with me, which is based on my journey in life, which got me to my personal and professional core practices. Um, I'll make an offer to that. I uh, would love to give you that as a, as a gift. Well, thank you to both of you for being a part of the panel conversation. Uh, it's really great to get to know each of you more and my listeners to get to know you before we get into your individual uh, interviews. So coming up next in the money hour, doing what makes your tail wag. Stacey Heller of Stacey Connects right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects, it's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, March 5th show. You can also catch my podcast, Facebook premiere, or you can catch my show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on my upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, 
and your local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects, doing what makes your tail wag right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Uh, Stacy, just really excited to have a conversation with you again on my show because uh, you're such a beautiful person which is which such an amazing gift. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I love that uh, since coming on the first time, things have continued to evolve. So I know. I'm so excited. And, and on that note, let me share a little bit about Stacey. After staying home to raise four stellar kids for 20 plus years, Stacey quit that day job and decided to turn her natural gift from calling up to creative ways to connect people and ideas into a business. Her ability to... I didn't connect on behalf of others in clear, authentic messaging led to Stacy Connects. After saying yes to everything in the beginning, Stacy now primarily says no to protect her yes. Modeling her own advice to do what wags your tail, Stacy works with clients who are in need of two things. Number one, someone to brainstorm creative ideas with real potential. And second, a voice to educate, enlighten, or entertain others. To learn more on Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Again, you can find information for Stacy on stacyconnects.com where you'll find a full list of her programs. So Stacy, let's go ahead and get right into the first question because as you said, you know, you've been a guest before on my show and talking about your business Stacy Connects. Remind my listeners uh, about what you do. So, uh, I think before when I was on your show, I was really focused on the branding piece and specifically with that. Since then, I have started to use my voice and help other people use theirs more. So, I have my own two shows that I do, Don't Ask Me to Talk, and then starting here shortly will be the Stacey Heller Show. And I love the idea of uh, edutainment, a little bit of education, a little bit of entertainment. And it is a way to make connection and have people realize that they have more in common than they realize. And that's that's the one piece of what I do. And then additionally, I work with clients who are trying to figure out how to articulate or how to like talk about their business whether it be visual with logos or their space or their uh, content for website or maybe a logo or communication, I sit down with people and I brainstorm. And it's, uh, it's not a pretty analogy, but I'm like, I essentially vomit ideas all over them. <laughs> It is pretty because I've watched you vomit and ideas and that's such a, I can't, I want to think of a better word because I mean, you are just so good at just, again, these, um, uh, the words that you come up with in, you know, in that moment, 
uh, is is just a really beautiful thing. And I've also been able to see because you uh, made reference of how you know uh, branding even in their space. I've seen what you've been able to do in people's offices because people come in and meet with you in person in your office, and your office is part of your branding and how that office works. And I've seen some before and after and the magical uh, touches that you've brought in in uh, making adjustments there. So, so Stacey, since the last time that you were on the show, it's obviously uh, you've done a lot of things with your business. So can you share how it's evolved and changed uh, in more detail? Absolutely. As I said in the beginning, I said yes to everything because I really didn't know what I was doing. I knew that I had something to say and that apparently people were willing to listen. And so I said yes a lot. And then I started to realize that where my tail wags is in the space of ideating, in the space of brainstorming, in the idea of collaboration and translation with my clients. And then in terms of the follow-up, I can connect them with people that can do these things. Oh, you need someone who is going to help you with your time management skills. You need to go see Tina Mitchell. Oh, you need to have corporate gifts and you're thinking of doing this. You need to go see Karen Moffat. You know, these ideas are things that I can then connect them with other people. So sometimes it is in my purview to be able to help them with things many times it's really the ideation and connecting them with the potential. And so it's a bit about uh, learning boundaries is how my business has evolved and recognizing that I should not leave my zone of genius because A, it then just becomes my zone of competence. And why would I want to just do what I'm competent at? And two, my tail doesn't wag as hard. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, you definitely have something to say and people are willing to pay, you know, so I'm so happy that you've got a business that you're able to support your community, uh, provide huge value and as well uh, be able to run a profitable business because when it's all said and done, we are in business to make money. But as I've said before, if you can lead with how you're helping people, you're bringing in your passion through your authentic, genuine gifts, uh, that's when everybody benefits, including us at a high level. So so exactly. Stacey, I love your title, doing what makes your tail wag. It's so you. What does it mean to do things where your tail wags? So I first started to notice this when uh, our daughter Grace would try on clothes and she was little and she would try something on and she would do that little girl wiggle where it was like, oh, I love this. Or I would notice when my kids, somebody would put dessert in front of them and they would do that little like, ooh, ice cream. And it made me think of dogs and how when you're excited about something, it's an involuntary, very instinctual whack. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be simple if I just started following the things that make my tail wag? And I stopped doing the things where my tail's at attention or my tail has tension or whatever it is. Obviously, this is metaphorical. I do not have a tail. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I just felt like I should have a filter that has like a tail behind me or something. Oh, um, but I just love this instinctual idea of following the thing that is is very instinctual and you can't help but love doing it. So that is where the do what makes your tail wag. 
came yeah. from. Uh, in my uh, complimentary one time your business eight week burn course, a couple of the topics that I have one being in, you know, the power of no learning uh, what you should say yes to and more importantly what you should say no to and also embracing your strengths and hiring out your weaknesses really focusing on uh, as a business owner the high level activities but also focusing on only what you love to do. And I really believe that people wake up in the morning stressed out because they're doing things that they're not good at, or even worse, they hate to do. And Mm -hmm. time's too short not to focus on what you love to do and only what you love to do. That's what Stacey's talking about uh, here. Exactly. So Stacey, what about the other things required to run a business? So you're, you're doing a business that you're doing what makes your tail wag. And I love that you shared about your daughter and the why behind where that came from. So that's, it's so true to, to uh, understand that. Uh, but what else does it take? Well, it takes recognizing that if I'm going to be focused in this area, this, this sandbox, doing the thing that I love to do, then I need to recognize that there are some areas that I still have to do. And so I have learned that I need to share the burden. So I now have uh, a virtual assistant. Uh, well, actually, I haven't hired her yet. Almost. Uh I know I'm very excited. I have also uh, hired a bookkeeper. You know, I have hired people and realized that investing in these roles, that allows me then to stop worrying about this. And then bills go out and are paid, et cetera, et cetera. And that takes so much stress off. I am uh, one of my obstacles, I'm doing air quotes, uh, is ADHD. And so trying to stay focused on things, the nice thing is when you've got ADHD, you can also have the hyper-focus. So I can hyper-focus on the things that are good by outsourcing the things that are not so great for me to do. And that it is, it's not any kind of a statement about my abilities. It has nothing to do with that. And so that's the other thing, realizing that there, the word should needs to be taken out of my vocabulary as a business person. Yeah. And, you know, people ask me all the time, how can I be in the top 1% in the entire nation for mortgages, which by the way, I was recognized in 2020, 2021 again, and run multiple businesses. And the answer is twofold, high efficiency and embracing my strengths and hiring out my weaknesses. I literally only do what I love to do, which means I'm great at doing it. So uh, Cece, how do you uh, zone of your genius and your services intercept? How does that all? So at this point, what I have recognized is that my offerings are very simple. It's really an opportunity to brainstorm with me and to uh, have that time, whether I have some clients that just want a creative uh, board of directors, if you will. They're interested in thinking about as a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or a small business owner, they don't have somebody to kind of run things up the flagpole. And so they'll meet with me on a monthly or quarterly basis. I have other people that have hit a plateau with their business and they can't figure out how to start that incline again. And so we will, again, we'll brainstorm brainstorm ideas and what they think is an obstacle I see it as opportunity and I see potential and I like to joke that it's like Pocahontas. It's just around the river bend and 
people always think that it's so far away and it's not. And so that is that zone of genius that I am really good at doing. And so really that's what my offering is. And then I take it from there. And if there's something that I can do to follow through, then I can customize what I do to that individual client and see where I can help them further and where I need to outsource for them as well. Yes. So then it's safe to say, Stacey, that your two biggest offerings are ideas and your voice, correct? 100%. Yeah. So do you worry uh, that people won't let your voice or won't like your voice or listen to what you have to say? I mean, I don't know anybody that wouldn't like your voice, but do you have any worry there? I think there's always worry uh, that maybe people are going to get tired of my voice, like my mother. Um, (laughs) However, uh, I realize that it's the gift that I have been given and that ability to connect people. I love asking questions instead of making assumptions. And when you come from a place that is like that and a place of connection, then people don't get tired of your voice. They are curious to hear more and to learn. And I I love that. And honestly, I'm at a point now where I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Well, I've seen you outside of this space uh, many times because we uh, get together on a weekly basis in one of our networking groups that we're a part of. And you, you know, you seem obviously you're comfortable talking about anything and with anyone and everyone. Uh, Where are your any limits there, Stacey? Honestly, no. I was going to say, I haven't seen any limits knowing you the way I know you. No. And, and the person that I might be in, most people would be really intimidated by, I have found the best way to disarm someone. And frankly, from a safety standpoint is engage them because if somebody has something nefarious up their sleeve, they don't want to be seen. So therefore I see them. Oh my gosh. I love that Stacey. So what are your next three horizon points? I think my immediate horizon point is to work on my website, which I'm very excited about doing. Uh, After that, it is really reaching a place with my clients where they continue to get me and the word gets out. And then the third thing is to write a book. Oh, I'm so excited uh, for that, Stacey. So as we're wrapping up our time, uh, I'd love to give you, uh, for you to give a shout out, a call to action uh, for anyone that's listening to the show and how to connect with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You can go to stacyconnects.com, check out my website. It's a work in progress, as I mentioned. Also check out Don't Ask Me to Talk. It is my radio show that's here on KKNW. It's on Tuesdays from three to four. It's also a podcast. And you can follow me on social media at Stacy Connects or D-A-M-T-T show. Thank you, Stacy. And Thank you. shout out for Stacy. If you are not connected with Stacy and hearing her voice, you are missing out. So get connected with Stacy at Stacy Connects. I uh, really appreciate you, Stacy, and look forward to having you uh, back in uh, the show. Look forward to getting invited on your new one. Yes, of course. Ah. All right, Stacy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Coming up next in the Money Hour: the journey of starting a business from scratch pun intended. Karen Moffat, Little Miss Moffat, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. Want loyal clients? Have staff that go above and beyond? 
create a memorable gift experience that says thank you. We appreciate you when you corporate gift with Little Miss Moffat cookies and bars. They make great tasting products and deliver top-notch customer service. They also ship nationwide. Visit littlemissmoffettbaker.com and find the sweetest ways to guarantee your clients and staff will know they matter. Again, the website, littlemissmoffettbaker.com. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Karen, thank you for joining my show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I didn't tell you, uh, Karen is my my little and my only sibling little sister's name. So, love your name. So, uh, excited to have you uh, in the show and um, a little bit about Karen. Karen is the mom of four amazing young adults, two boys and two girls. As a single parent, she navigated challenges that ultimately gave her the confidence to believe in herself that she could start a business. Each of her children's unique path inspire her daily. That is so beautiful. To keep mentally and physically strong, Karen can be found running on local trails in a warmer weather. You can find her or shedding the ski slopes in the winter. Uh, Karen is surrounded by an amazing posse of loving and supportive family and friends. So again, uh, welcome to the show and excited to uh, have a conversation with you, uh, Karen. Thanks so much, Tina. Really happy to be here. Yeah. So what got you started in, was it a half-baked idea or share a little bit more about the inspiration behind opening your business? It really was that I baked a lot because I had four kids. I tried not to buy so much processed stuff, but in doing so, I was baking and giving it to neighbors and friends whenever they had events and things like that. And people started asking, hey, could you make those brownies for my daughter's confirmation, et cetera? And I, I realized I was doing it more and more. And then people started saying, hey, you ought to make that a business. So it kind of grew from that and just uh, almost very organically because my, my daughter's created a logo, created a Facebook page, created an Instagram. Hey mom, you got to like this. And next thing you know, my phone was blowing up with orders. Oh my gosh. How exciting. Uh, yeah. In the mortgage industry for over a quarter century, about over a decade ago, I hired a developing team to build out a mortgage software that is available for mortgage consultants uh, throughout the nation. Uh, but same kind of story as giving it away. I had an Excel spreadsheet that I had a team built um, with uh massive coding to it. And I was just giving it to everybody, you know, mortgage consultants would say, how do you do the business that you do? Well, here's a great spreadsheet for presentation. And somebody came to me with a software developer and said, Hey, this guy wants to talk with you. He wants to turn your Excel spreadsheet into an actual uh, web-based software. So it's great. Again, uh, we've kind of talked in the panel conversation about coming from a place of contribution. And when you contribute to others, things fall into place uh, for you and magical things come out of that. So, uh, so excited to see that you're uh, giving sweets to your friends have turned into a business, which obviously connects to something that you're passionate about as well. So Karen, is there a strategic recipe for growth that, that you've followed? I have primarily relied on relationship building, uh, referral type relationship marketing. And that's again, like yourself and in some networking groups. Yeah. And by building those relationships, it has just grown 
for me exponentially. I don't think my business would be here without that. You develop these relationships, you develop trust, and you ultimately become a go-to for companies and for individuals. And that's been just incredibly satisfying, which also means I, I take that very seriously and I honor that. And I, I have an attention to detail. I don't, I would never want to let somebody down. So I take it very seriously and with, with an enormous amount of gratitude. Yeah. And if you're listening to the show, great advice, uh, Karen. A lot of people sell B2B um, or a lot of C people sell B2C business to consumer or you have a business that's B2B. But this is really a shout out to people that sell uh, B2C, which is business to consumer. Really, your primary focus needs to be in your B2B relationships because those business professionals are the ones that are going to connect you with the consumers. And that's how you can really take your business to the next uh, level because great people like connecting great people uh, as we had a conversation around with, with Stacy around connection. So are there any special ingredients for, I love your, your questions that you came up and the words that you use, uh, any special ingredients for success that you employ? I am a firm believer of listening to podcasts and getting information from others. And one of the pers- people I follow has this theory, it's Ed Milet, if anybody listens to him, of always do one more. So when you tell yourself this week, I'm going to make five calls every day for prospects. How about if you make six every day? And at the end of the week, you start to truly believe you deserve that success because you've worked a little harder, a little more, a little extra. So that would be one of them. Always do one more, whatever it is, whatever it is, bake an hour longer, run the extra mile. If you're, if it's working out, whatever it is. I also believe you have to be your own cheerleader at times. And, and that's, pretty significant when you're an entrepreneur because it can be pretty lonely. You don't have the time to be hanging out with everybody. So there's times you really have to bolster your own self to get through, whether it's a slow time or not a great financial time to just believe in yourself, you got this. So those would be two of the biggest. Yeah, absolutely. In our panel conversation, one of your best, best books that you shared with The Secret and, you know, just what Karen is saying here, uh, just one more, when you're doing your visualization, which you should, and your affirmations and the conversation, you don't like the word affirmation, uh, you know, find a word that works for you because it's critically important to have conversations with yourself strategically because I've only you're, otherwise you're only left with the unintentional conversations, which are majority percentage of that are not good conversations. But when you're having those conversations and saying that you're going to make uh, Uh, you know, a million dollars or half a million or whatever your, your conversation is or more. So kind of on the same, always add in or more or one more as Karen saying, do that activity and just one more. I love that. And then you're constantly uh, pushing yourself and playing a game with yourself in what you can actually accomplish. Uh, Great advice, uh, Karen. So what has been the most challenging part of your journey so far as being a business owner? sometimes that's hard to narrow down. So I know I thought about a few things and it even just changed, I'd say in the last week, normally I would say the financial part about starting from literally nothing, uh, the time and just having that inner confidence. Those were what I would have defined as the three biggest challenges. But really right now, the truth is the way the world is, it's the escalating costs of everything and trying to I, it's, it's really tough on a small business. It's really tough. And I, and I talk to all my other friends in other businesses. So again, it's not specific to my industry by any means, but the costs that we're all managing right now in every single aspect for me, for example, it's not just the ingredients, but it's the boxes, it's the labor, it's the ribbon, it's the labels, everything's gone up. And how do you manage that? 
I think there's this funny perception, you know, that you, you raise your price on, on something and they think you've gone and signed a lease for a new Lexus. It doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> well, and I guess the positive side on it right now is everybody, you know, knows that business. I mean, even the, um, you know, the dollar store store now it's a dollar 25. I popped into the dollar store when I do events and stuff and get little, uh, you know, uh, little swags and I'll go in there, you know, you've got a bunch of people that are coming to a van, I'll go check out the dollar store. But yeah, it was funny, $1.25. I was like, wow, even the dollar store now, they're going to have to branding in their name. So yeah, and it's got to be kind of a double-edged sword because um, the people that are purchasing from you as well, everything is costing more. So uh, a shout out on what Karen has to offer. When you're doing those connections, you're making people, uh, you want to make people feel extra special. What you don't want to cut out of your budget is you don't want to cut out that extra, which is this, the, the sweet gift that they're getting delivered. Because I think that is the most important in your marketing is what are you sending out that is making people feel that they're special because we have this. Um, so encouraged to really look at that uh, when you're seeing where you can save cost that it's not there. So Karen, what has been the most fulfilling part of your journey so far as a business owner? probably the single most fulfilling would really just be knowing that my kids are proud of me. And I know that's probably oh, sounds funny. I, I don't have a no, spouse. So, well, I don't have a spouse, a cheerleader, which don't care. I'm not, not, you know, not griping about that, but I will say having my kids tell me, and especially my daughters are probably the more articulate of, <laughs> of the, of, of the children, uh, telling, telling me that I'm really proud of what you're doing, mom, you're doing such an amazing job. I can't believe this started almost by accident. Look at where you've taken it. That brings tears to my eyes and literally makes my heart want to, you know, expand out of my chest. So it's that, that is just incredible to me. Well, I've had a husband for 27 years. And when my book came out and my son uh, was one of the first ones to read it and, you know, my daughter and how proud she always, absolutely. You know, when my husband says he's proud of me, it's like, yeah, thanks. Uh, But when your kids do. And now we just had our first grandbaby. She's only a year, but I can't wait till she can look up to her Grammy and go, wow. Yeah, that's my Grammy. Look what she's done. So I, I totally get it. it is absolutely fulfilling and can literally bring you to tears when you hear one of your kids say that they're proud. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what does an average day look like as the owner of Little Miss Muffet? It starts fairly early. I usually am up and on my computer fairly early and there's a myriad of things because as a small business owner at the moment, while I do have people help me bake, I do have people help me package. I am primarily doing 99.9% of everything else. And that means staying on top of my inventory and ordering ingredients and emailing follow-ups to anybody I've been connecting with both wholesale, potential customers, corporate clients. It's staying on top of, oh my gosh, how many more boxes am I getting low? Do I need to order boxes or ribbon? Then it means baking. We bake after hours because we, I use a commercial kitchen that has to be done with their production, et cetera, et cetera. So it kind of just keeps going. Usually somewhere in the day, I do try to take time. If it's warm, I go for a run. If it's not, I'm on the treadmill. I do things to try to kind of get off my computer and get out of my head a little bit, which I find pretty healthy. I probably should do more of it. So it's a little bit of everything, but it's, really that whole thing that is what I realized I really love. It's running a business. 
Yeah. Well, and there's times in your business and seasons uh, where you're grinding, grinding, and there's times that they're not. But yeah, getting up in the morning and really before starting, uh, you know, my day, it's it's doing uh, my affirmations and my intention and really creating that, you know, creating that space and uh, my motivational clips. And right before I go to bed, you know, really doing a uh, refresh of the things that were challenging and the things that were positive so that I can connect those dots and see all of the challenges really led to something positive. Um, and of course, visualization. And then like uh, Karen said, midday, you, you need to stop and get away from your computer. Um, I have what I call a refresh. And my refresh is exactly, um, uh, you know, what you're saying, whether it's getting outside, if it's a nice day, or if it's not getting in my car and blasting my motivational clips, it's just getting away from the office and having my own personal refresh. It's not to release stress. It's to make sure that stress doesn't stick with me. It yeah. just comes yeah. in and doesn't, you know, doesn't stick. Mm -hmm. So what do you want people to think of when they think of Little Miss Muffet? I want them to think about giving. You mm. think of most cookie companies, you think about their cookies. When you think about this really gourmet basket company, you think about luxury baskets. I want people to think about who can I send that smile to? Who can I send a hug to disguised as cookies? Because that's what we need more of. Yeah. Oh, well said. What problems uh, does LMM, LMM solve? Little Miss Moffat. What, what we solve is how do I make sure that the people in my life know that they matter? That's what we solve. And it goes from both personal to professional. So if it's a corporate client and you want them to know, we really value your business. We appreciate you. So that's what we solve. How can we show them? And our packages and a gift note that's included, we brand them with their label if they want, that shows them that. If it's a personal gift, it's that, I don't know what to get somebody, my mother-in-law in another state. You want her to know she matters as you send something special like that. Yeah, so true. And um, going that, uh, that extra really uh, makes a huge difference for people when they see that you care and you're actually mailing them something special and nothing more special than a sweet. So what is something that you'd like people to know about Little Miss Muffet that they don't and um, uh, want to find out? Yeah, I think the, the most important thing is, you know, right now the media, everything that's fed to you is about a crisis. It's the COVID yeah. crisis, the gun violence crisis. I think we got to We got to retrain our minds to think about more positive things more often and disconnect from some of that other stuff. So that's what I want people to know. We're not, we are a cookie and brownie and bar company, but that's really not what we are. We're a company to send positivity to more people. And that is exactly what I want them to think of. And that's maybe, maybe my website, you know, we want to work on it to make sure we're conveying it, but that's what I want people to know about our brand. Yeah. And uh, beautiful because there is, um, there's, there's so much uh, hatred and stress going on in the world and more than ever people need that uh, little well, I think I, I think that there's this funny saying it's like I want people to one-up each other in kindness somebody did something oh, like I love you, that right go go send them yeah. something yeah yeah, you need to put a uh, you need to put a challenge out there yeah. uh, with that, uh, yeah. Karen. I'd love to be a part of it. So, Karen, uh, last question before I wrap up our uh, show here: What do you see for the future of Little Miss Muffet? I would love to be a national brand. I see myself uh, on a lot more shelves. I see my, myself, you know, I do ship nationwide, but seeing it where people just think of, I've got something, I've got a gift, I've got to go, and I am the go-to of what they, what they, you know, what they want to send. So that would be amazing to me. 
Well, visualizing it, I can see you there and I've tasted uh, your sweets and they are sweet, sweet, uh, amazing. So Karen, a call to action and how my listeners can connect with you. Think of us when you have that little special gift and you want someone to know that they matter, they can visit us at littlemissmoffettbaker.com. I have contact page, a contact page if they want to reach out to me. Certainly anybody can DM me through social media. I'm on Facebook and uh, Instagram and also on LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. I really appreciate you coming in uh, and sharing your sweets with our listeners. Thank you so much. Yeah. You are listening to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, uh, the Saturday, March 5th show. And I've got, it's a signing out uh, as your host. I want to give a final thank you uh, to both of my guests, Stacy and Karen. Thank you for coming into the show and look forward to talking more money next week, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Gina Mitchell, MLO 145-420 is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.